Hello, and welcome to Michael's Record Collection. This is episode number 44, and I'm your host, Michael Citro. For this episode, I spoke with singer-songwriter Terry Elus. Terry is best known as the frontman for XYZ, and he spent more than eight years as the lead singer for Great White. But he's an artist with an eclectic taste in music, and he's done a little bit of everything through the years. Terry was kind enough to spend some time with me talking about his newest project, Land of Gypsies. Land of Gypsies' self-titled release came out December 10th, and it presents a fresh take on the classic 70s rock sound of bands like Bad Company, Early Whitesnake, Foreigner, and Humble Pie, among others. The songs are catchy and well-written. I think you'll really like them if you like those, uh, those bands from the 70s. We also talked about his time in Great White, the status of XYZ, and some of his solo work as well. At one point, he even picked up his guitar and started singing. I hope you enjoy this conversation and the music clips as much as I like talking with Terry. Now let's get to that interview. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Michael's Record Collection. I am very happy to have with me uh, singer, songwriter, Terry Elouse. We're going to talk about Land of Gypsies today. He's uh, been the former lead singer for Great White and XYZ. Terry, welcome to Michael's Record Collection. Michael, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. I want to talk to you a little bit about this Land of Gypsies, a self-titled album that came out December 10th on Frontiers Music. Uh, this is you and Fabrizio Grassi uh, on bass, uh, Serge Simic on uh, guitar, drummer Tony Mora with Eric Ragno on some keyboards, and uh, additional guitars by Jeff Northrup. What is the genesis of this particular project it's a little bit different than some of the things you've done in the past but it's similar in some respects to other things that you've done in the past you know michael i as an artist i try to um not repeat myself all the time meaning musically meaning uh, i try to to move forward all the time and and um and create new things, new sound, and and but still stay in the same genre of music. Of course, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna uh, do rap, you know, because I would I'd be terrible at it. Uh, I think it. So I um, this particular pro this particular project, when I get contacted by um, um, Frontiers, they asked me if I was interested in doing a, a new album. I said, yeah, as long as I do it the way I want to do it, meaning. Uh, you, you know, I have a sound that I want to that want to create that I want to uh, reproduce. Actually, not create, reproduce. And um, they said, "Okay, what is it?" I said, "I want to be more seventies, uh, more Bad Company, early White Snake, um, uh, uh, early Foreigner, you know, Humble Pie." And they said, "All right, we get the perfect producer for you, Fabrizio uh, Fabrizio Grossi, who's worked with some great artists, uh, Glenn Hughes being one of them, and he's worked with a." The guys from CC Top, he's worked for everybody. He's a great producer. Uh, he understood my vision right away. And he said, yeah, I share your vision. I understand it. Um, I know what you want to achieve. And um, let me put a band together. And uh, he's contacted uh, Serge and Eric and uh, and uh, Tony. Uh, and, and that was it. You know, it was very, very quick. Very, very quick. Uh, the essence of a great producer, to be honest with you, is someone like him who understands the artist is not trying to change you to mm -hmm. to to basically uh, so you become him. That's the beauty of, of a great producer. Um, he's trying to keep your identity intact. Do you know what I mean? But yet yeah. making it changing it a tiny bit so it becomes even better. 
you know. So um, I really enjoyed working with him very, very much so. So what were the inspirations? I mean, you talked about some of the musical inspirations for Land of Gypsies, but sort of what led to that? Are these bands that you admired growing up? Is it, is it the, the genre that you were most interested in at the moment? What, what was kind of the, the driving force there? Well, you know, Michael, I've always been a big fan of David Coverdale. Uh, the, the early days, um, early Rod Stewart, early uh, all Humble Pie, all those bands, Paul Rogers, Pat Coe. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to, I, I, I said, what, what do I want to do? I want to please myself. Because when I do music, it's really basically a masturbation, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I do things for me. I'm like, what do I want to do? I want to do a song like that. Oh, let's do it. It's not about the media. It's not about um, the fans. I have to apologize. It's about myself. And I believe that if you like it, if you do it from the heart, the media and the fans will like it. If you try to be something according to what they want you to be, they will feel it and they will say, this guy's fake and it's not mm-hmm. real. So I did something to please myself and I said, well, I hope they like it. If they don't like it, it is what it is. But at least I was honest, honest to myself, you know, and um, I went back to my, to, to, to those influences to the people I really admire, as I said, those Coverdales and early Coverdale and stuff. And this is what I want to do, you know? Yeah. So was this one of those deals where everybody recorded their parts in their home studio? Did you get together for this? How did that recording process work? Oh, Michael, for this particular project, it had to be that way because we, we due to the pandemic. Sure. Otherwise, we would have recorded live when I do my own album, uh, when I do... Uh, I like to record things live. I like to go in the studio, for example, and they say, are you guys ready? Ready, everybody, drums in one room, guitar. I do things live. Mm-hmm. Um, but that particular project, we had no choice because um, due to the pandemic, everybody was home. Mm-hmm. So, except um, um, Fabrizio and I were together in the same room every day because we had to, 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 to come up with a template for those songs. And then once we had that, we sent them to Serge, and we sent them to uh, Eric and uh, and uh, Tony. Now, did you, did you and Fabrizio write the songs together? Did you write the songs and bring them to Fabrizio? How did that work? The songs were written already. Um, Serge had some songs already. Uh, I had uh, 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 the songs already written. There's probably maybe one song I needed to finish for the album, but that's about it. I. Um, the only thing that was not written were the lyrics. I, I contacted Jake and Northrop to do the lyrics, but as far as the music, I pretty much had a lot of the music written already. And uh, so was same for Serge. Serge had a bunch of songs. He sent me a bunch of songs. He said, which one do you like? Well, I like Runaway, great, let's do that. You know, uh, that was pretty much his idea. Um, what I did is change the melody a little bit and change the, 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 the pre-chorus or something like that. But the beginning, the riff was his idea. 
Um, so other songs were mine 100%, uh, except for the lyrics, of course, uh, like uh, Shattered or Rescue Me, were these songs that they were done, completely done before, uh, before I even entered the studio. Uh, some of the songs were even written for XYZ or even Great White. I, I, I had over the years, I had written so many songs that I'm oh, this one I'm going to give to XYZ, this one I'm going to give to Great White. Somewhere down the line was written for XYZ, for example, and uh, we didn't ended up not using it. Um, Rescue Me was written a little bit for Great White, except for the lyrics. Um, the music was written at my time during my time with Great White. I was like, I wrote the music and said, oh, one of these days I'm going to introduce the song to them. Well, that didn't happen, of course, but uh, you know. It is, you know, that's the way it works, you know. I need you, I need you, need someone to see. I need you, oh, I need you, someone save me. Fabrizio was mostly, as a producer, he had the vision of, he was the glue. He was thinking, well, this has to go this way. This has to go that way. Change the chorus. Um, uh, the verse should start this way, that way. And he, he's brilliant when it comes to that because he had the vision that I sometimes didn't see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm the painter in the, in the artist, but he, he was the one adding his little touch thing. Well, how about this and that? And I'm like, oh, you're right. So <laughs> brilliant. It was very easy to work with him. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Shattered. I think that's probably my favorite song on the record. I think it's 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 a real throwback to that era. I just wondered if, you know, as, as that is my favorite song in the record, if you could maybe talk me through sort of the genesis of that song. Where did it come from? Where did it start? What was sort of added or taken away from it? Thank you. Um, I, I wrote that song after an event that happened to me, uh, a musical event, um, you know, and uh, uh, the lyrics are very positive. And they're not negative at all. Uh, the, the event was... Uh, it happened a few years ago to myself, and I wrote that song uh, after that. And uh, and I wanted to to tell uh, those people that I'm fine. I'm fine. Not only I'm fine, but check it out. How about that, my friends? Mm -hmm. And uh, not in a pretentious way, but you know, 
in a in a humble way, but also in in how can I compare that? You know, Michael, I, I'm a, I'm a fighter, if, 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 meaning I'm 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 a martial artist. Okay, I've been doing martial arts since I'm 12. So I've been in the ring many times. You know, I've been knocked out. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've knocked out people. You know, I've done many fights and training. And for me, it's like when you go in the ring. I compare music like the ring. You go in the ring, you you put your gloves on, and you you somebody kicks your ass, and then you fall down and you're knocked out. Well, you have two choices. You can stay down, and the referee says stay down, or there's a little voice that said Adrian, Adrian, you know, and you know you're like, all right, you put the gloves on. Can see That's me. I'm basically like Sylvester Stallone with. <laughs> Without the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're just letting people know that you're, you know, you got past this, that you're doing okay. Yeah, in a good way. This is not yeah. negative. It's not like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna do this. None at all. There's nothing mm -hmm. better. Uh, success is it's not about that. It just 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 be humble and be grateful for what you have. And when even somebody knocks you out, well, check this out. There is a lesson to learn from that. It's yeah. all not negative. It's not like poor me, poor me. Not at all. I said it many times. I said the, when Great White let me go it was a great thing. You know, at first I didn't think so, and I was shattered. That's what it came up with. But um, I was never negative about it. I never said bad things about them, which I would never do anyway. I had a great time with them. I respect them very much. I, I love Mark and and Scotty and and Audie, You know, and and Bridget. You know, they're great people. You know. Mm -hmm. But they have a good heart. They just wanted something different, you know. Um, mm -hmm. However, um, when I look back, I'm like, thank you for letting me go. Thank you, because I, I, I'm like I'm like a bird, you know. Uh, I, I need to I need to expand. I need to see different horizons. I need to see different skies. Mm -hmm. I can't stay at the same space, do the same thing over and over again. And um, they have achieved a certain thing, which is fantastic. But they're doing that thing every day. Me, I'm like, no, nah, my next album is going to be something different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, that's why I always admired people like Peter Gabriel or Paul McCartney or, or the, the Stones or, or uh, Led Zeppelin. Because from one album to another, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, yeah. you listen to Zeppelin, the first album, Communication break, Breakdown was a certain way. And then you listen to Physical Graffiti. You're like, wait a minute, that's not the same band. Wait, yes, it is. <laughs> but they just matured. That's all. Yeah. So as an artist, I, I like to, to think of challenging myself all the time, doing different things and working with different people. That's why I do voiceover. When I do voiceover, I get challenged like a mother, dude. They, mm -hmm. they, I do things, I'm like, oh my God, this is out of my element. But I like to be out of my element because I get to be challenged and to question myself. Can I do it? Can I do it? And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. But I do it and I'm like, well, it wasn't too bad, you know? So yeah. it wasn't half bad. <laughs> <laughs> so Land of Gypsies, do you have a favorite track on this album? Yes, I do. Rescue Me, I wrote because um, it's the endless search for love. As far as I'm concerned, I think uh, love is the most beautiful thing in the world. And uh, whether it's love for your parents, for, for your friends, for the world, for life, whatever, your kids, as far as this particular song, it's search for your soulmate. Um, searching for finding that person. I find out that some people get to find that person 
and they, they, they have a beautiful life. And some people never get to, to that point where they find love. It's really sad, you know, um, and uh, some people keep searching. So I decided to write that song from a personal point of view. And uh, I, uh, it's my favorite song. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of support are you going to be able to provide the album in terms of live dates? Are you going on a full tour? Are you just going to do a few dates? How is that? Uh, how are you set up for that? Well, Michael, I hadn't, I got to be honest with you. I didn't know what to expect when I released the album, when they released the album, Frontiers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I recorded the album and I was done with it, I'm like, okay, well, here it is. Have a nice day. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and then I started to read the interviews and the reviews and, you know, from all over the world. And I'm like, okay, I guess people like it. I'm, you know, I'm starting to get offers. Can you do a tour? Can you do this? You know, and I'm, I'm considering everything, my, my possibilities, of course. Uh, I, I'll be glad, I'll be happy to do a tour with the guys, of course. Uh, I just have to, to, to um, uh, decide on, on where and when I have to do that. But uh, as far as now, I'm taking it one thing at a time. And, and you know, uh, I'm just being very grateful at the moment, very grateful and thankful for the amazing, the amazing support I'm getting. It's uh, surprising, I have to be honest with you, because I did it, this album without thinking too much like sometimes you think so much about something, okay, is it gonna be the right song? Is it gonna be the right day? So you question yourself so much that in the end, you really scrap, you know, you're like, God, it sucks. But this particular album, I really, you should have seen the way we recorded the album it was funnier. And we mostly talked during the day and Fabrizio and I were always together in, in room and I was presenting the song. He was like, okay. And then we start talking about coffee. You want a cup of coffee? You want an espresso? Uh, what about food? Hey, how about that food? You know, the Italian they make better food than the French. No fucking way. You know, the Italian do better soccer than the French. No way. The French are the world team, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so we talked about, and then said, oh, we've got to do a song real fast, you know. And then we did the song like without even thinking. It was like a, a reflex almost. Uh, yeah. when, when Fabrizio said, you have a song? I said, yeah. So I picked up my guitar. I said, I got this one. Uh, I said, I got this one. I said, I said that and he's like great let's do it i didn't have the lyrics uh, i had the melody and the music and i was doing na 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 and he said oh, i like it okay so we put the templates i picked up my guitar i take track boom 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 mm-hmm. okay well let's move this part here and this part there okay gone what else do we need we need a little guitar okay let's come up with a little guitar okay great here it is okay i gotta go now i gotta pick up my kid okay bye bye that was it <laughs> basically it you know, how long, did it, uh, how long did it take to make this album? It took a long time because of pa- the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay, but honestly, the sessions we I arrived usually around 11, 11.30. We talk about espresso, <laughs> have a cup of tea, you know, talk about food. He's on the phone with Italy, blah blah blah, you know. And then at two thirty, I had to go because I had to go pick up my kid from school. So from well, eleven thirty to two thirty, we talk a lot and work for 10 minutes 
And that was basically it. He said, okay, see you tomorrow. Oh, I can't tomorrow. I'm busy. See you when? Next week or next week. That was basically the process. It was uh, Honestly, we didn't even think about it. Uh, he would call me and say, are you available next week? No, I'm not. Okay, when? I don't know. There's really no pressure. And that's why it, it feels like there's no pressure. It feels like, oh, great, easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have Land of Gypsies. And in 2017, you released a solo album called Gypsy Dreams. Nobody on the road, nobody on the beach. I feel it in the air, summer's out of reach. Empty lake, empty streets, sun goes down alone. I'm driving by your house. I know you're not home, but I can see you. Your brown skin shining in the sun. She got your hair come back, sunglasses on, baby. I can tell you my love for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have It's a really great album. It's got, uh, among other things, fantastic Latin-flavored covers of Don Henley's Boys of Summer, which is one of my favorites on that. Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes, Chris Isaac's Wicked Game, Led Zeppelin, a little bit of other things. What is it about Gypsy that speaks to you? Is that a familial thing? Is that, um, you know, just, are you a Gypsy at heart? You know, why why are you drawn to that? I'm a Gypsy at heart, my friend. I... uh... I'm a gypsy. I've always been a gypsy. I traveled the world. I lived everywhere. And I I don't know where, where I belong. I belong uh, somewhere for a little while and then I move on. I'm a true gypsy. Um, my family travels traveled a lot um, when they were uh, younger. Um, my dad was Spanish, you know, from, from my mom's uh, French. Um, we traveled the world. We don't even know where exactly we're from. So, yes. I am truly a modern gypsy, and not just by the the looks, because I really look like a gypsy, you know. <laughs> but uh, I am a true gypsy, yes. And not only because of my background, but also with my uh, uh, my, my music. I always loved the, the, the gypsy music side, whether it's a tigan, which is a, a gypsy from. A, 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 Russia and Poland and Romania, or whether it's flamenco, I've always loved that that vibe and the lifestyle and everything. And mm-hmm. I don't really like the idea of having one home somewhere. I don't really like that. Yeah. So, how did you end up picking the songs on that album? Because it's a it's a great mixture of songs. Thanks. Songs that I loved. It's all about what you grew up listening to. I said, oh, I, I mean. I mean, not, not Don Henley, not that particular song, but some other songs like Whole Lot of Love is the very first song I ever learned in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've always loved uh, uh, Whole Lot of Love. I've always loved uh, Peter Gabriel, In Your Eyes, beautiful song, you know? And when I got together with um, Luis Viegas and Jose Garcia, my, my guitar players, we started jamming. I said, what do you hear here, you know? And then and I said, I hear this, I hear that, you know? And I told them, I said, we're not going to do an album that 
if it, we're not gonna reproduce what's been done before, we gotta do something else. And they, um, they were surprised because they were very, uh, they said, really, you wanna do that? I'm like, yeah, let's take a chance. Life is about taking a chance. So we did them and, and, and the, the album got great reviews. I mean, it's just fascinating how the reviews and, you know, Michael, ultimately I'd like to do, you know, people may laugh, but I I'd like to do a Las Vegas show. Okay, I can see with that dancers, actually. With dancers and everything and big production. That's really my goal. And I hope I can, I talk about it all the time because I want to put it out there in the universe because it's really what I want. I want to end up in Las Vegas and or on a cruise ship, not like a lounge band, but at a big production with mm -hmm. the dancers and everything. And it's still rock because I still rock those songs. Trust me, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I really rock those songs. But we do Dio, we do Heaven and Hell, we do Kill the King by Dio. Uh, songs yeah but, but we we're gonna do cashmere in fact i'm gonna record cashmere coming up with a flamenco thing with the violinist and everything that's one of the next songs we're gonna be doing but um i that's really where my heart is my heart is it's like you know what terry do what you want to do because when it's over it's over you can look back and say i did it my way <laughs> <laughs> you know i sent your uh your cover of deaf leopards love bites to my friend neil who does a deaf leopard podcast for him yeah. to listen to so uh yeah. i'm wait, waiting to hear back on that but um you came over to the u.s from france uh you started xyz uh 32 years ago the first album was released in october of 1989 do you feel like XYZ, it's a great band. Do you feel like you were a little late to the glam metal, hair metal scene? Oh, completely. We were yeah. too late. By the time we were done, the first album came out. Nirvana was already out. We had to fight for space. People were like, oh, those guys are husband. Those guys are this. We did pretty well. We did very well uh, for, for, for the time being, but it was too late. The album would have came out in 1986. Souvenirs would have, would have been a big hit. There's no doubt about it. Wow. 
but who were too late. So it's inside out was way too late. Uh, but it's okay because again, you look down and said, well, I learned from that. And I was able to, just like the song Shattered, don't look, don't, don't think negative, say, okay, what can I get out of that? And I was able to, to do other things in life for a little while and then come back to it and continue my career. So it's okay. What was it like for you to work with Don Dawkin at the time? Great. Don's a great guy. Uh, Don is a, Don's an artist. He's, he's a little bit, uh, you know, he's, he's a true artist. He likes mm -hmm. to, to, Don is Don Dawkin. You know, I said, and now Don Dawkin, Don Dawkin. He's, <laughs> he's what it is. He's just nobody else like Don Dawkin. He's a true artist, you know, he's a passionate about his music, about his voice. Um, we had our differences, there's no doubt about it. You know, at one point we didn't talk to each other and everything, but overall years have passed. And I can tell you honestly that I have the highest respect for him. And uh, I think he's a very talented guy, great mm -hmm. songwriter. I, I think he's underrated and he should have been bigger than he is. You know, that's yeah. what I, I think of him. So you guys, I know you guys had a reunion. To what extent does XYZ still exist today? It still exists, Michael. We, I have an album ready to go. It's finished. Uh, actually, one song needs to be mixed, and that's about it. Uh, so it's pretty ready to go. It's just a matter of when are we going to release it and how we're going to be releasing it nowadays because there's no more labels like from, like uh, 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 like uh, uh, Capitol Records or whatever. And it doesn't. Mm -hmm. The album really doesn't really fit into the Frontiers format unless unless they decide to accept what we have to, to offer because it doesn't sound like the old days. We, we've, 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 we've grown. It's still XYZ as far as the vocals and the songwriting, mm -hmm. but the production is a little bit different. So I don't know if it's going to fit in that, in that um, format. However, if they're willing to accept that, then yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's, it seems like something that would be up their alley, but um, yes. Yeah. I, I, I wish you good luck with it. Cause I, I think, uh, I think the world's ready for another XYZ album. Thank you. <laughs> you spent about, I think, eight years with Great White. Uh, you came in sort of as a as a fill-in singer. How did the Great White thing happen? What started it? How did how did they become aware of you and, and bring you in? We're the same agent, Sullivan Big, great agent. Okay. And one day they needed a singer because Jack was ill, and they asked me to if I could fill in for a show. I said yeah. And then one day led to another one, another one, and I ended up staying uh, almost nine years. And again, all I have to say is it was wonderful years, wonderful music, um, loved the band, loved the guys. I was not happy the way they let me go. Obviously, it was very professional by them, and I'll say to their face if I see them. Other than that, I would always give them a hug. I was always um, uh, uh, love them. I have nothing bad to say about anybody in the band. Mm -hmm. I love Mark. I love uh, Audie. I love Scotty. Uh, Bridget is a great person. You know, nothing, not one bad thing to say about anybody. Um, I didn't get along with Michael very well because we have different personalities, you know, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a talented artist as well. So nothing to say about him, nothing bad to say. Just um, life goes on. I'm great, very happy. I'm very happy in my, where I am right now. I'm, 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 I'm grateful and blessed to have achieved what I have achieved. And, uh, you know, it was a blessing to, to let, to be let go actually. Yeah. When one door closes, another one opens. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a prolific songwriter. So I, I write for, for a lot of things and I need to do a little bit more than the same thing every day. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. That's all. became a full-time member of Great White, that that couldn't have been the original plan, right? I mean, there must have been some other plan that kind of didn't work well, out the way they thought? It was never meant to be, actually. Yeah. I was supposed to be what they they called me the Band-Aid. I was supposed to be there for a couple of shows, and that's it. And uh, I, I felt kind of, it's a very difficult project taking over Jack's. Uh, Jack's voice is great, and, and, you know, I was like, oh, fuck, taking, you know, his songs and everything. I didn't feel comfortable at first, you know, and and was difficult but uh it took it took some time to to get there but um um the fans eventually after eight years more than that actually after the first year was difficult after that the fed loved me and they realized that was the real deal and i didn't try to sing like him or mm-hmm. or trash his voice or trash his legacy or anything like it which i would never do mm-hmm. i had the most respect for for jack and and most respect for uh for the band itself, great white, they have accomplished uh, great songs, and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the band, and wish them the very best. Uh, you also put out an album called Hired Gun, which was your, um, you know, when people would have you on their albums as a singer, and I wondered if that was difficult for you to to be able to get permission to do that, to to put you know bring people other people's music together and. No, not yeah. difficult. There was only one out, one difficult album I couldn't get from Japan. I've done a lot of things in Japan. I couldn't get the, those rights, which is too bad. But other than that, no, I just talked to the artist directly and said, hey, do you mind? No, I'll take the song. I don't care. You know, People were pretty kind and, and, and nice about it, and I had no issues. You know, uh, uh, It was very, very easy. I had about 40 songs to choose from, and I was like, fuck, I can only put 10. Well, so I may do a follow-up to that, but... Uh, yeah, in ever and actually since then I wrote I had to sing on uh, other people's album as well. I'm like, oh man, I get more songs. So you know. <laughs> yeah, it must be it must be uh, troublesome trying to gather everything and keep everything in one uh, in one catalog in one nice easy uh-huh. place. But uh, you've done so many things. You've done you know you've done the glam metal thing. You've done this land of gypsies thing, which is more of a, a '70s type throwback. You've done flamenco you've done this latin flavored covers albums and stuff like that it's you i'm sure you write a lot how many albums worth of material do you think you have just sitting around waiting to get recorded i think i got 70 songs ready to go wow 
Yeah. <laughs> some of them are bad, actually. I not <laughs> some of them crap, but some of them are pretty good. A lot of blues stuff. A lot of the, I'm like, wow, this is pretty good stuff. And some of them are like, eh. and some of them uh, need collaboration. So I'm not saying everything is great. I'm just saying that I do have about 70 songs, 70 ideas. Some of them are almost finished. Some of them, uh, uh-uh. So, so we'll see, you know. Terry, where can people find you online and, and, and where can they pick up this Land of Gypsies release? Well, Michael, as far as Land of Gypsies, they have to go through um, Frontiers because they mm-hmm. own the rights um, for frontiers.com. Uh, uh, as far as myself getting a hold of me, uh, they can get a hold of me through um, on sites like uh, uh, um, Instagram, Facebook, of course, you know, and on my own website, terrylews.com, but on front, on the, Instagram is just Terry Illus. That's it, you know, and on Facebook, Terry Illus. And I, I always, if people want to contact me, I always reply. Even if it takes me a few weeks, I always reply. You know, I, I know I'm behind. I got a lot of things to reply, but to reply to, but I, I know I'm behind. I got like 70 emails, you know, that I have to. But I, I promised everyone, yes, I will reply. I would even just say a word like, thank you so much for the support. Because as an artist myself, as a fan myself, I get, I'm very lucky, very, very uh, uh, grateful when I contact an artist and I get an answer. Uh, once I got an answer from Lou Graham, I was excited about that. <laughs> I still have the email. It's like, Jerry, you know, like, ah, Lou Graham, you know? <laughs> legend, legend, Lou Graham. Oh, Lou Graham's a legend, man. So I was excited about that. I get that email, that, you know, picture of it. I'm like, Lou Graham. <laughs> oh terry it's been great uh catching up with you and finding out about land of gypsies and, and thank you you know your career uh, i hope it does very well for you it's a great album i recommend it to anybody who grew up loving that classic rock sound it's just a, a really well-written album the songs are catchy it's one of those albums you can put on and as soon as it's over you want to put it back on again and i i've learned you know i've i've enjoyed learning this i thank you so much for your time it's been great thank you michael uh, happy new year to you and your family and wish you health and all the good stuff thank you thank you, thank you brother bye michael's record collection is hosted and produced by michael citro logo graphic courtesy of jerry cutchins follow michael's record collection on social media at mike's records on twitter and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon at patreon.com slash michaelsrecordcollection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.